Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Broadcasting live from Studio 34, Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Week one is almost in the books. And it was uh, as everyone expected. Let's overreact. Overreaction Monday today on the program. Uh... And, of course, we got our Fantasy Sharks with us. Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. What is up, my dude? Hey, how you doing, Chris? Happy Overreaction Monday. Oh, yeah, let's overreact. I love it. I'm going to overreact about a lot of things right now. George Kurtz, my man, how is it going? Well, you're not the only one. I think my favorite question so far on Twitter was that somebody asked me if they should drop Brandon Cooks in a whole team league. Come sure, on. go ahead, drop Do it. Do it right now. <laughs> if you're in my league, yeah, do it. I'll pick it up. I'll pick him up. I mean, don't drop Brandon Cooks. Come on, man. What are we doing? Um, So, obviously, we had week one in the books. And I was looking at, you know, the highest fantasy point scorers of the week. Wide receiver was pretty crazy because out of the top 10 wide receivers, only two were, I guess, top 15 wide receivers pre-draft. And that was T.Y. Hilton and Keenan Allen. Otherwise... You had guys like John Ross going off yesterday for the Cincinnati Bengals. Who? Yeah, right? Who? John Ross. Where did he come from? John Ross was, I think, number two or three. Three. Deshaun Jackson was two. And Sammy, slamming Sammy, the number one fantasy point scorer of week one so far, Sammy Watkins, Jim Day. How do you feel about yeah. that? I would have felt better if he, <laughs> if he didn't already land on the injury list this morning. Did he already? Yeah. Come on, stop it. Yeah, he I got home and stubbed his toe on his nightstand. No, he didn't. He's fine. <laughs> he looked amazing. Almost 200 yards receiving and three touchdowns. I mean, I said I would have started him. I did start him in one league. Um, but In one league? Oh, that's not real. Uh, I only have him are, in one league. You, are, uh, <laughs> I only have him. you only have him in one league? You? Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm in seven seven leagues, manage, manageable leagues, and three best balls, so ten leagues total. And uh, in the seven manageable ones, I'm only having one. Yeah, uh, I guess people have been taking him in like the sixth, seventh round. I've been trying to like get him at a value, maybe, and I guess I've missed him a bunch of times. But I also like a lot of other receivers. Big Mike Williams, who didn't come through yesterday, also got hurt, and it looks like he might miss a couple of weeks. Um, that kind of stinks, but. I mean, that's the way the football is. You got Tyreek Hill, who's going to miss a couple of weeks, it looks like, with his uh, sternum, right, George? I can't, sternum, I, I'm not going to clavicular disjointment or something like that. Uh, yeah, I love saying that about four or five times on the update yesterday. Weird injury, <laughs> something I definitely haven't heard of uh, all that much. It's connected to the collarbone, so there's a uh, some kind of disjointment there. I guess you could call it a displacement, a separation. And like I said, a couple of weeks. I don't think we'll see him until October. October, okay. It could have been worse. It could have been a surgery, and then you're talking six to eight weeks, uh, and that would have been frustrating, which was the case for Nick Foles, who had a collarbone injury and will be out. Well, he's placed on the IR now, so it looks like six to eight weeks. IR to return. He's got to be out at least eight weeks. Right, so at least eight weeks. They have it from Jim Day right there. Uh, but Gardner Minshew looked pretty good, Jim. Gardner Minshew Better, was like... pretty good. He looked damn good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Chiefs D isn't swinging. good. Chiefs D isn't good, though, right? No, but still, I don't care. Rookie comes off off the bench not expecting to play, goes out there and hits, uh, what, 88% of his passes? Yeah, that's pretty damn good. That's amazing, actually. And he can move a little bit in the pocket. You know, if you're watching the game yesterday, he, he looked confident. I mean, he looked good. But it is the Chiefs D. And listen, Jaguars D didn't really hold up. They were messy, too. Miles Jack got into altercations. Uh, Pat Mahomes still lit it up. He had three, almost, three, I think he had 300 yards passing in the first half, or close to it. Um, so, yeah, the first quarter. <laughs> I mean, just lit it up. 
guys were wide open at times, though. Uh, and that was with Tyreek Hill, who, you know, got knocked out early in that game. Early in that game. So, uh, Chiefs look like the offense we hoped and dreamed of. LaShawn McCoy, of course, uh, had most of the touches there. I mean, D- Damian Williams did pretty good, too, in terms of fantasy. Uh, but McCoy also. Uh, I, it took them a while to get going on the ground. They were more through the air early on, but as the game went on, they were able to get it done through the ground, too. Uh, but otherwise, news and notes, like I said, Foles on, uh, heading up to the IR. Nobody really had him anyway. Mike Williams is a guy you got to keep an eye on. He might be out two to three weeks. Tevin Coleman has a concerning ankle injury. Uh, Funchess, broken collarbone, will miss multiple weeks. He was on your bench anyway, and he wasn't. He didn't do anything special, really, anyway. Um, yeah, Tyreek Hill. Am I missing anybody? Any big injuries besides that? Oh, Darius Geis. Darius Geis looks like he's dealing with something that could keep him out for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, Take a look at his opposite knee, not the one he had the ACL on. So the, right. hopefully it's not an ACL, but we've seen before, guys, where sometimes you don't think you tore the ACL. doesn't seem to be that big. I know I tore mine. I never would have thought I did on the injury. didn't hurt all that much. But it's it's a weird thing, man. So hopefully he's okay. But it looks like he'll be out for at least a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, a couple of weeks for 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 guys, which stinks because he's just coming back from being injured basically his whole time in the NFL. And uh, you know you're expecting some big things, especially it was weird. AP was inactive week one, uh, and guys got the bulk of carries. I mean, Chris Thompson also 14 fantasy points in a PPR. It's a guy. It's a guy. Uh, I definitely keep an eye on the waiver wires, or you know, maybe even pick him up if you have to, because I think he, you know, Case Keenum looking pretty good against the Eagles defense. Thompson could be a decent uh, PPR back to have, uh, especially if Geis is going to miss some time. AP can't catch passes. Chris Thompson. So I do want to get into to each game and talk about uh, you know who went off studs and duds, uh, and then of course Monday Night Football preview. You uh, got two games tonight. Saints-Texans, one of them looks like a great game. The other one looks like a dud, Oakland-Denver. So we'll get into that. Also, we'll take your calls if you want to call in. You got some questions. You got something to talk about. 844-843-6879. That's the number to dial in. Fantasy Football Frenzy on a Monday, overreaction Monday. Uh, And, you know, there's a lot to overreact to. Sammy Watkins, number one fantasy points getter week one. Who could have thought? Not me. Not even me. All right. We'll be right back. Fantasy Football Frenzy with Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, the closer, Chris Ventra. Overreaction Monday. We got you. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. 
So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Best friends? Yep. The best friends forever. Dave Montgomery carried the ball three times in a row, had a missed tackle each and every one of those carries, and then seemingly, I know I'm exaggerating, didn't see the ball the rest of the game. And it wasn't like it was a blowout. It wasn't like they're killing clock the other way. This is a one-score game all game. The one player on the field for the Bears that looked effective didn't get the ball. Awful coaching by Matt Eggie. Watch live weekdays, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern on SportsGrid and Zumo TV, channel 719. Welcome back. Fantasy Football Frenzy on a Monday overreaction Monday. Week one is almost in the books. Got two games tonight, but A.B., Antonio Brown. That's true. I I didn't even bring him up in the first segment. (laughs) I guess week one kind of overshadowed the fact that he gets released from from the Raiders, gets picked up by the Patriots almost immediately. Uh, as if the Patriots have been planning this with AB for like weeks, um, right? Is it me? Uh, that's what everybody is saying. It, this was all planned out. Other people were saying, "Oh, this the whole thing. Him signing with Oakland was a ruse just for hard knocks." And uh, yeah, who knows? I, we'll never maybe. Know. Well, he didn't sign with Oakland. He was traded to Oakland, so uh, it wasn't that. But remember, he really didn't want to go to Oakland. Didn't want to go to Buffalo. He probably wanted to go to a better team, but the Steelers wouldn't trade him to a good team, which made perfect sense. If I'm the Steelers, I wouldn't have wanted to trade him to New England either, not unless they give me two number ones or something like that. I'm right. certainly not trading him to New England for a three and a five or a four and a five, whatever it ended up being. So, uh, listen, it's a fun little conspiracy theory. Maybe there is something to it. I don't think he did it from the beginning. I think it ended up being that way where he wanted to get out of there. And you see, you see the funny memes of, uh, you know, Antonio Brown talk, talking to Bill. Hey, Bill, how do you think I can get out of here? How can I get them to release me? And Bill goes, well... Call the GM a cracker. That'll do it. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. It's just, it's funny stuff. It is. But uh, I, in the end, I don't think it started out that way. But uh, I think it, uh, at the end of his t- tenure there, it certainly might have been. And there's conspiracy theories the other way, too. That uh, really on Tuesday, they, the Raiders knew they wanted to get rid of him, but they kept him on as late as possible so they could recoup the fines. You know, because he, he, he'll get paid through the Raiders now, not the Patriots, so they can get those fines back. If he would have gone to the Patriots earlier or another organization, they would never get that money back. It would be very hard to go through the courts and all that. So there's right. that kind of conspiracy theory as well. It's fun. It's Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised about the, the Pats, you know, and well, Belichick and, and Brady and Antonio Brown talking for weeks about this. Because, listen, the Patriots have been caught doing, you know, sketchy things before. You know, Deflategate, um, I mean, you had you had a couple of things. Spygate, uh, this could be another one of their, their little tricks up their sleeve, the Patriots. Because coming into the season, you're like, all right, the Patriots offense, Julian Edelman, no Gronk, uh, Nikhil Harry and Philip Dorsett, it's like, eh, it's not that great. Now you look at it and it's like, oh, you see, they, w- they planned this all along. They got Josh Gordon now, Antonio Brown. Now they're all stacked on offense. Now, I feel bad for Jets, Bills, and, well, not Dolphins. I mean, they're horrible anyway, but I feel bad for those fans. Cause... I feel bad for the AFC. <laughs> it's just... The entire AFC. <laughs> think about this. Think about what you just said. You know, at, uh, at draft time, you know, Jim's been drafting since June. Nobody wanted Tom Brady. You know, he had no one to throw to. We thought Gordon was going to be, uh, you know, maybe, maybe come back midseason, or at least a quarter of the way through the season. Gronk was gone. We weren't interested in Brady. You only had Edelman and James White to throw to. Yeah. Nikhil Harry, who the hell knows of the rookie? Then Gordon, uh, he's back for week one. All right. Uh, oh, Antonio Brown, great. And you know Gronk's coming back in just a matter of time. Definitely, yeah. Right? Is it what, November, December, playoff run, whatever it is? He's coming back. I don't think I have any doubt about this anymore. You know, it's just, you got, you got to be kidding me. It's, Once again, they don't have another important game until January. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, they went from, uh, the offense is, uh, and now the offense could be absolutely, especially if Gronk comes back. That offense is stacked beyond belief. You have two freaks, Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, Gronk. I mean, that's insane. 
And then it's, yeah, the AFC. I mean, what team can realistically beat them now? The Chiefs? Jim? Who, who's the biggest threat to the Patriots right now? Oh, man. Um, if, they, if Brown comes back and plays all year and plays up to expectations, I don't think I could realistically say anybody can beat him at this point. Yeah, it's. I agree. But if you had to, if you had to pick one, it's Chiefs. Probably the Chiefs. I would say it's the, probably Chiefs. the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah, maybe the Chargers. Maybe, but they would actually that, that absolutely team have to come up with a perfect game plan. They're unlucky though. That team cursed. And I, I don't see. I don't. I don't see the Chargers being able to beat New England in New England. Yeah. Not in January. You right. know, and uh, even if they got home field, somebody the Chargers went fourteen and two, and they got home field. They, uh, they don't have a home field, so there's really no big advantage there. And you see the, the lovely stat from last night. All of last season, the Patriots ran 24 plays without a uh, tight end on the field. This is Bill Belichick once again saying F you to everybody. Last night, they ran 25. <laughs> now he can get Tell it done what, no though, matter if, what. If, if you're Gronkowski sitting on the sidelines, I don't care how much you hated playing for Bill. When you see AB coming into yes. town also, man, you got to be sitting there saying, damn, I can get another ring. Yeah. I could sit out for a few more weeks, maybe put a little bit more weight on, get back in the weight room, Yep. you know, come back by week seven, week eight, Fresh. and still get another ring. It's crazy. Yeah, I, think, I think Jim's 100% correct. Plus, Gronk's also got to be like, I'm not the main focus anymore. You know, we got Brown, we got Gordon. No one's covering me. You know, I'm going to get a linebacker again. Yeah. You know, so he might be thinking that, too, and that's less hits, less the wear and tear in his body as well. So uh, that's why I think Gronk, it's just, he, makes it, he may hate playing for Belichick, but this is just a matter of time. Yeah, and you know why the Chiefs, I would say, have the best shot in that instance is because you got to win in a shootout then with the Patriots because if Gronk comes back, I mean, you're, t you're right. you got to cover A.B., Josh Gordon, Gronk, not to mention Julian Edelman and James White underneath. I mean, no, you're that's not stopping not true. That. That's absolutely not the way you beat them. Absolutely not. What in a you, shootout? What you need to do beat it, to, to beat them now pressure? is to get as much pressure on Brady as you can early and often. Have the Giants. Up the middle. Up the middle. Seven, eight guys, let them beat you with a few passes. But you got to get him moving around out of that pocket. Get him squirming because that's when you can beat him. Yeah. How do the Giants beat him in both Super Bowls? Pressure, pressure. up the middle. Right. Up the middle. Not not the ends. He'll get rid of the ball before they can get there. You got to get it up the middle. If you can get it up the middle, it make that's how the Giants won. Yeah, one of the reasons why the Giants won because they were great at that, and they they took uh, Brady's little uh, comfort zone away where he had to move a little bit. He doesn't want to move. He can't move. You know, so that, that's passing. how you do that. Yeah. Exactly, you're right. I mean, both those Giants teams had three really good, really great defensive ends, and you know they brought pressure because they could, and you know it would get in fast, and that got Brady. You're right, but I don't know even like first of all, it's easier said than done to get pressure on Brady. Uh, the offensive line is great. I just, I don't, it's going to be hard for anybody because there's not a defense out there in the AFC right now that I see that can really get that type of pressure and really bog down the Patriots offense, especially with the weapons they have now. So, you know, I think only the Chiefs with their high-powered offense could ha beat them in a shootout maybe. They almost did it last year in the, in the playoffs. I think, it, I think they have a shot, especially if they're home and they can get that home field advantage. What well, about the Chiefs should have won. What's that? Stop the Patriots on. They should have won that. They game. should have won. Yeah, I agree. Stop the Patriots on third down, and you, you win the game. You know, I made that stupid penalty. Yeah, you, they should have won the game. Choked. Yeah, they choked. And yeah, they should have won that game. You're right. I mean, maybe they do it this year. What about the? Let's talk about this game. The Ravens at the Miami Dolphins. Oh God. <laughs> Fifty-nine to ten. The most points the Ravens have ever scored in their history in a game. Uh, with Lamar Jackson, 17 for 20, 324 yards, five touchdowns, no picks through the air. 16 and a half was the over-under total for passing touchdowns for Lamar Jackson coming into the year. He's already a third of the way there with five touchdowns and no picks. Um, I don't know if yeah, anyone really is, expected that. This is that. where the overreaction really is going to come into play. Was it just him looking good? And I, well, I'll admit, Dolphins, he threw yeah. some really nice passes. Mm -hmm. He really did. Looks Surprised like Vic. Out of me. But the fact of the matter is, it was against Miami. Uh, we know that a bunch of players after the game supposedly went to their uh, their agents and said, <laughs> get me out of here right now. Um, you know, and this whole team is going to implode. So it'll be interesting to see if he can keep that kind of thing moving forward. And the great thing about Marquise Brown is he did all his damage on 14 snaps. Yep. He only played 14 snaps, yet he went out there and had that huge game for them. It's going to be interesting to see what, what he can do when he's fully healthy. 
Well, I mean, that's a, after that, he's getting way more snaps now. Uh, Hollywood Brown. I mean, well, he deserves imagine. it. I, yeah. it you would imagine, but it really comes down to, is he really fully healthy? But he didn't look like he was hampered by that leg at all yesterday. Yeah, I mean, he was burning people left and right. And then you have uh, the fact that also they benched their starters at some no, point. No, no. The best thing the best <laughs> thing was when they were up by 32 points and they run a fake punt. <laughs> that was I amazing. Was dying. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I Does love Harbor that. hate I love Miami? Run it up. Run it up. You don't want me to score, stop me. Otherwise, I'm going to keep going. I think Harbaugh's just pissed because people were crapping on him buying into the Lamar Jackson and, you know, catering his offense to Lamar Jackson. Said he can't throw this, that. I'm sure he just said, you know what? How about this? How about we put up 59 points? Lamar Jackson throws five touchdowns. All right, we'll be right back. Fantasy Football Frenzy Overreaction Monday. Jim Day, George Kurtz before the closer. And then they had four straight penalties, and it was first and 40. I mean, it was ridiculous. Just the amount of penalties and sloppiness in this game and another boring, like, it just dragged on. I don't know about you, but I love football. I love Packers-Bears rivalry, right? When you think about uh, the great history of the National Football League, 100th anniversary, you think Packers-Bears. But, man, that was that was tough to watch. Watch live weekdays, 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern on Sumo TV, channel 719. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Rain dance! Make it rain. Julio Jones is now singing a different tune as well, mm-hmm. saying, I don't know if I'll be ready. I don't know if I'll be able to go. I don't have a new contract. When guys hit 30, 31 at the wide receiver position, mm-hmm. they fall off a cliff. Now, Julio is amazing, okay? But sometimes these guys fall off a cliff, and it happens real quick. It, also, it happened real quick with Peyton Manning even, Joe. I mm-hmm. mean, so it can happen, and so he wants to secure the bag when he still can. Weekday, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. Well, let's go. You hear us talk nearly every day about the DailyRoto.com lineup optimizer and what a wonderful money-making tool it is. You hear Drew Dinkmeyer regularly on this network explaining how to use it and more specifically how he uses it. Well, the majority of NFL Week 1 games were played yesterday, and Drew Dinkmeyer and the DailyRoto.com lineup optimizer once again took down a DFS tournament, this time $100,000 over at FanDuel. You can become the eighth person to win a million dollars in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament, setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. 
or join the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL annual pass with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. And before you get going, Chris, I want to give you a little insight into what Drew's lineup looked like yesterday to win that $100,000. At quarterback, he had Carson Wentz. At running back, he had Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook. At wide receiver, he had Chris Godwin, Sammy Watkins, Deshaun Jackson. Mm -hmm. He had Zach Ertz at tight end. He had David Johnson in the flex, and he had the Seattle defense. Way to go, Drew. Another nice win for you. That is big. Nice win for Drew and the Daily Roto crew. Wait, what was his quarterback? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, okay. Who, you know, the Eagles looked, you know, they were scaring people early in the game. (laughs) They were scaring people. They were getting run over by Washington. Uh, yeah, I mean, then the second half, you know, they explode. I don't know. I don't know how much of, uh, you know, some of these offenses that are supposed to be good that started off poor, if it has to do with the preseason and not playing and being rusty. Uh, it's week one. So a lot of things. Like, I think some teams just lay an egg week one, too. Uh, like the Browns, terrible. Uh, Baker did not look good. The play calling was odd. I don't know. It was a uh, it was a strange game for the Cleveland Browns, but they got crushed in the end. Uh, and they were keeping it close for most of the game. They couldn't finish. And when he got under pressure late in the game, trying to come back, he threw three interceptions. Three interceptions. Yep. Yeah. And this is a guy we drafted high in fantasy, right? I don't have him anywhere, I... Baker. But <laughs> you have him? No, I think I have him in one league. So one league, there you have it. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's start. a sick lineup. Deshaun Jackson, Sammy Watkins, you. That's it right there. I mean, not a lot of people probably had that combo. Um, and, you know, they were number one and number two fantasy point scorers at the wide receiver position and in general. So, you know, you have that lineup, you're winning money. You're, you're in the money. Uh, but as I was saying, Lamar Jackson, yeah, he killed it. He, I don't know if he was the highest scoring quarterback, but he was up there. He had over 30-something fantasy points, depending on the format you play in. Um, well, you know, it's great. Everybody loved Lamar Jackson this week. Everybody was on him. You, you hear a lot of people talking him up and yep. talking him up. But every single one was talking him up, figuring on how much damage he would do against the ground. Miami with his legs. Yep. And he, what, he run for six yards? <laughs> yeah, three for six. He sat in that clean pocket all game and just picked apart that nonchalant defense that looked like they didn't care. Now, look, I'm not taking anything away from Lamar Jackson. You have a game like that, you have a game like that. I don't care who it's against. It's a great thing. I want to see it happen against a real team with a real defense before I totally buy into it. But I'll tell you what, he threw better than I thought he did. He, he threw some really nice shots there that, you know, were down the field that were really nice on the mark. And, you know, John Brown is going to love it if he continues to do that all year. Um, Hollywood Brown? Yeah. Hollywood Brown. I mean, John Brown Hollywood, had a, Yeah, Hollywood Brown. John Brown had a great game. <laughs> all the Browns had good games. Was there, was there a Brown outside of the Cleveland Browns that had a bad game yesterday? <laughs> I know, seriously. Even A.B. had a great uh, weekend. He got to go signed by the Patriots. Um, yeah, that's an a interesting Brown. weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, listen. Grandma, I'm free. We're not going to know. We're not going to know about Lamar Jackson against a good defense because next week they're playing Arizona. Um. So you're starting him against Arizona, I mean, after this. Uh, and, yeah, the throws were good, man. Maybe I'm saying, listen, rookie quarterbacks, they have bad years. Uh, maybe a lot of these quarterbacks just needed, need the time and the experience to develop, and uh, the accuracy and decision-making will come. He, looked, he looks like Vicky flicks the ball, and, it go, and he's throwing bombs, flicking it. Yeah, he, like, the release is quick. Yeah. He, but he was also accurate, which surprised me, because that wasn't really his thing coming in so i was really surprised by that we'll see if it continues but the good thing about it for them is even if he's half as good as a quarterback going forward just throwing the ball how much does that open the running lanes for him and mark ingram even more yeah so yeah i, I this really works if that can continue for him and if it does good for him he's going to be a, a monster all year and same goes for mark ingram who had a monster game 14 carries 107 yards two touchdowns for him uh, one of the high-scoring running backs yesterday. And, 
you know, this is a guy you got at a decent value, I think, in drafts. Not a lot of people would talk. I mean, you heard people talking him up a little bit, like, because, you know, Lamar Jackson being able to run the ball, it should help the run game. But he didn't even have to run. I know it was against the Miami defense. Uh, Lamar didn't have to run, and he lit it up. So if this team, could, like you said, could pass, Mark Ingram should be in for a nice year, too. Uh, Justice Hill didn't get much. Seven carries, 27 yards. Gus Edwards actually had 17 for 56, but that's only because they were blowing them out so bad. Yeah, he came in the game, and he even did a little damage. Uh, But Marquise Brown, four for 147, two touchdowns. Question is, okay, are we jumping on the waiver to spend a lot of money to pick him up? I would hold my horses just because of the simple fact that, like you said, the snaps count was low, uh, and obviously that should go up. Uh, And – I mean, just it was such a big game. I wouldn't pay for that game, you know, George. Like, I just would not pay for that. But I would. How much money you think you you should throw down for a guy like uh, Hollywood Brown going into week two? Well, quite a few receivers had big days yesterday. Yeah, a lot. Know, uh, yeah, so th- there's gonna be a lot of money spent at the wide receiver position this week. Yeah, because there's probably quite a few of them in different leagues that are out there. Listen, how much money you should spend? There's no right answer for any one league. Uh, who who in your league needs wide receiver? You need to know your league. But people playing in home leagues, I always tell people this. You should know if you've been playing your league for a couple of years, who's on the ball, who's not on the ball. Well, you know, who pays attention, who spends high, who doesn't. Are you going to have somebody week two every year who goes bananas and will spend 60% of their fab, 70% of their fab? Well, yeah. then you know that you may have to outspend him or her to go get that player. So it's always an impossible question to ask. But I, I'll say this. I, I think there's going to be three, four receivers on average in every league that are going to be out there. So I doubt I'm going to spend massive on any one guy. I'll spend probably an even amount on all four guys, assuming I can get one at a decent price. Maybe I can't get my top guy, but I can get my third guy, but I save whatever, 20% of the money I was going to spend on the top guy, and the difference might be minimal. You know, we said this last week, though. You know, when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens, they uh, I, think, uh, I think it was Jim who said it, and I agree. You beat an NFL team, you beat an NFL team, but that's a bad team. Right, that's a horrific team, and they're they're tanking. They could uh, they could say everything they anything they want, but they're tanking. They don't care about this year. Yeah. Right. They want the number one pick. They want two, and they're playing for next year. This team might go one sixteen, one and fifteen. Wouldn't shock me. I'm already counting the money I bet on them for the futures as the under. They yeah. got under six. It's a joke. They're not going to come close to six. I'm not sure they'll be leading in six quarters when it's <laughs> winning six games. I'm not. I'm not kidding. This is a bad. No, team. you're right. You're bad, right. bad, 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 bad. So, uh, you know, so take it with a grain of salt here. I agree with you what you said also. Uh, they're playing Arizona next week. That's liable to be another big game for Lamar Jackson and company. I like Lamar Jackson. I've been toting up all season long about what a great fantasy player he was going to be. Mm-hmm. Granted, not because I thought he would throw five touchdowns and only rush for six yards, <laughs> but it worked out just the same. I'll take it. I'm not complaining. <laughs> but uh, I think once they start playing – You weren't playing, supposed to say that second part. You were supposed to start and I'm, make it I'm sound honest, like I think it was to say he'll rush for 60, 70 yards a game at the touchdown, throw for 175. Yeah, he blew that up completely. But oh, still. The points uh, got there all the same. But once they play a real defense, you know, right. things will change a little bit there. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to go out and break the bank on Brown tomorrow. Uh, right. Maybe on one of the Browns, but uh, not that Brown. Right, right. I'll tell you what, I would Good take point. Jamison Crowder over him in a minute. Well, is Crowder – see, that's the thing, though. Crowder – so uh, I'm looking at ESPN, uh, and ESPN, he's 70% owned, Crowder. 70%. Well, I mean, it's just 30% he's not owned. Yeah, and that's on ESPN, right? But that, but like, you got guys out here like, okay, DJ Chark, okay, who had a nice game. He was the number ten wide receiver uh, from yesterday. And Minshew seemed to like him a lot, so Min- that definitely comes into play. There you go. Minshew's going to be the starter, even though they just did bring in Josh Dobbs, traded from the Steelers yeah, uh, as, as a backup. backup. Just so they have yeah. another body. Right, right, right. So Minshew's there, uh, at least for the next six, eight weeks. We'll see how it goes. Eight weeks, I guess. Uh, and, you know, Char could be a value, and he's only not, not even 12% owned in ESPN leagues. Uh, so there's a value there. you got John Brown, who's only 35% owned. Larry Fitz is 80, 87.7% owned. Kudos to Jim Day for the Larry Fitz call. Uh, I mean, first of all, let's not overreact. It's overreaction Monday, so we are going to overreact. But so far, so good. That catch was amazing, by the way. That was an, that was an amazing <laughs> – he's a god, man. He's just a god at wide receiver. Uh, at his age, still doing what he's doing. Uh, you know, I, I think that's one of if – if he's out there, Larry Fitzgerald, which he's probably not in most leagues, uh, you know, that's a definite number one – like number one of these guys to pick up. If he I is, think. I want to play in yeah. that league. Exactly, right? Same here. Ten-team leagues. I'm, I mean, maybe. He's 87.8, uh, 87.7% owned in ESPN leagues. Philip Dorsett, who was uh, wide receiver number 
seven. He is not even one percent owned. Uh, and that's going to stay. That's that going to stay that way because AB's yeah, coming back. With AB coming in, that's really you know, if people are spending money on Dorsett, they're not paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Dorsett is just this is, was the one week flash, and I doubt you ever really see that again with AB here. Uh, Keenan Allen obviously was one of the big ones who did go off. Uh, T.Y. Hilton also was wide receiver five. Hollywood Brown, like we said, twenty eight percent owned in ESPN league, so he's out there uh, if you want to put a dumb on him. But George made a really good point. There's a lot of wide receivers that are out there that had big week ones. Terry McLaurin of the Washington Redskins, okay? He was wide receiver 12 this week, and he is only 7% on. There's so many wide receivers out there that we could grab. When we come Don't back, spend the we'll time give on you some overreactions from last year after week one. All right, there you go. All right, we'll be right back. Fantasy Football Frenzy Overreaction Monday with Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, the closer. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. Arizona may surprise me. I'll be watching with bated breath like everyone else. I'm slightly tempted by the over in this ball. I trust Arizona's offense. I'd be on the over in a New York minute. Patrick Peterson being suspended matters for Arizona's defense. That team doesn't have much of a pass rush, and I do think that Matthew Stafford will have time and the ability to throw the football around. Watch live weekdays, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern on SportsGrid and Zumo TV, channel 719. Yeah. Love it, Brian. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Frenzy. Shout out to the, the kid. Um, how about this one? Hashtag free Rojo. 10.3 fantasy points in week one. Oh, my God. The man's a god. Yes. A god. Free him. Don't get a Free him, please. 14 touches, only one catch, 18 yards. But he did have 13 carries for 75 yards. That's 5.8 yards a carry. And if you watch the game, he was just barreling dudes in that second half. 
That's never been his Aaron. problem. We know he can do that. Yeah, his problem is problem blocking. Is he's still having a problem catching the ball out of the backfield, and he's still having a problem picking up the blitz. Yep. And as long as he's having a problem picking up the blitz, it's hard to give him more snaps. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. But I think that, you know, in the long run, I think Tampa Bay is going to have to realize, like, listen, Peyton Barber is not good. Rojo seems to be the only true. He's still there. He's still there. He's there. He's definitely there. He exists. He exists on the team. But Rojo is the better running back. By consternation, he is still there. (laughs) He's still there. I can confirm he is still there. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, he looked good on the ground, man. That extra weight definitely coming in handy because he was just. He was just going right up, right north, south. Yeah, I don't know how you barreling. can say that. I put on extra weight. It never helps me. <laughs> I mean, 15 pounds, man. He was 205. Now he's 220. He's hitting people hard. I mean, oh, I kind of like that's it. that's my problem. I, I read it wrong. I thought it was 150. Oh, no, my yeah. God. <laughs> Jim Day. 150 pounds. There you have it. But, uh, yeah, listen, might be one of the top at running back where it's hard to get you know, really good pickups. Uh, Rojo, I know he gets drafted too, though. That's the problem. He is 40% owned in ESPN leagues. I don't know about in other leagues, but I'm sure that's going to go up now. Uh, definitely a guy to possibly pick up. There's so much to go over when there's so little time. This is the last segment. I wanted to go over a lot of things. Are we concerned, guys, about Todd Gurley? Okay, Todd Gurley did well. He was efficient, and he got the job done on the ground, but – he got vultured by Malcolm Brown for two touchdowns. Uh, Malcolm Brown, two touchdowns yesterday in that 30-27 to 27 Rams over uh, Carolina Panthers game. What do we make of this, George? Are you worried about well, Gurley? I think in the first half, you're worried. He wasn't very good. He did get vultured twice. Second half, though, they used him to close out the game. All right, all of a sudden, he's running, he was running, and he did well. You know, the line did well, and then he closed out the game, uh, mm-hmm. you know, eating clock up, you know, keeping the ball out of the Carolina Panthers' hands. So I guess the tale of two halves, which one do you want to believe? First half, slow start got vultured. I mean, are they really not, not going to make him the goal line back? Is that how they go? Well, save his wear and tear. We won't let him run it in from one, two yards out. I find that hard to believe. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it's a one-game thing here. So I'm not overly panicking yet. That being said, I don't have Gurley in any league. I wasn't avoiding him. It just uh, didn't come up to me. The closest league I had to get him was our last draft in the uh, – the Goon Squad League. Uh, I think uh, someone took him two spots before I was going to grab him. So I wasn't staying away from him, but I wasn't actively looking to get him either. So uh, you keep that in mind, but I'm not panicking yet. That being said, come this weekend, if Brown is vulturing again, then I'm going to be a little worried. Maybe even a lot more than a little worried. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean... I say sweep in, pick him up now, try and get him for the cheap. Everybody else is going to be panicking. I'm with George. Don't panic after the one game. He ran well. Uh, like George said, the second half was all him. I expect that trend to continue. Even if he loses a few goal line touches to Malcolm Brown, he's still going to have plenty of opportunity in that offense. And I'm not worried. Now is the time. You could probably go in and scoop him up for cheap right now because there are all out there panicking. And it's a great time to do that. Week one is perfect for that. If you want to go out and make trades for some of these studs that didn't get it done, it's a perfect time to do that. Mike Evans, go out and try and get him. Somebody's panicking about Tampa Brandon Bay. Cooks. Go get him. You know, absolutely. These are times to do that. Take advantage of it when everybody else is freaking out after one game. Yep, overreaction Monday, like we said. After one week, this is what happens. Um, but the thing that does worry me, though, is that the fact that, okay, yeah, he was fantastic. He almost averaged seven yards a carry. Uh, that's how good he was at the end of the game, almost 100 yards rushing. Here's the problem. If he's going to get vultured for a lot of goal line work, not to mention the fact that he only had one target in the air for one catch for four yards in a PPR league, that's a little scary. Um, yeah, I'm, but it's I'm not sure that'll even that out. Yeah. yeah, it's absolutely not something to continue. It's not like we don't know he can catch the ball. We know he can catch the ball. It was just game scripted out the way it worked out. I'm, again, I'm not worried about it. Um, you know, if the trend continues for three weeks, yeah, four weeks, maybe I really start to worry about it because uh, I do have them in a lot of places. Uh, but uh, I'm not worried about it after one, and I don't think everybody else should either. Yeah. Uh, you know, now is the time. Absolutely, these guys, these studs that were dud in week one, now is the time you want to, you know, just go out there and try to grab those guys. Offer a, up, a, you know, two or three middle-tier guys that will only start for you a couple times and try and get these studs. It'll definitely work out for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't buy into, like, 
Darren Sproles had 11.3 fantasy points. I wouldn't, I would not be interested in picking him up, uh, even though he had a good game. It's just that the other running, like, they, they use a committee. And any given week, somebody else could go off. Miles Sanders could have had a nice game, but he had a touchdown call back. Um, but he wasn't yeah, getting the touches. We, you don't like the touches week. anywhere here in Philadelphia, right? The touches in general just aren't great. They're all splitting them. Uh, but Sproles. Well, Sanders did get the majority of them. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I, I had that marked down somewhere. Hold on. Give me a second. Let's see. Snaps. Sanders had 36 snaps. Sproles, 23. Jordan Howard only had 17, which is concerning to me. I do have a lot of Howard Besson, but I didn't spend a lot on him. Got yeah. him late. That's uh, why you got him Corey, cheap, yeah. Corey Clement even had three snaps, but that's no big deal. But Miles Sanders definitely had the majority of the work there. And, you know, looks to like me, it's almost more like, you know, get Darren Sproles out of there. If you're going to go with a, that kind of back, then why aren't you using Miles Sanders more? Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, I think they should use Miles Sanders as, like, both, uh, you know, your lead back, and you could use him in the passing game, whereas Sproles, I feel like they're only going to use in passing down work. Uh, maybe Howard gets eventually faded out. I don't know. Uh, maybe they just use all three. It might be a hot hand approach. I mean, that's what it kind of looked like yesterday. Uh, maybe that's why Sproles got so much playing time, too. Uh, we'll see how it goes the rest of the year, but I like Sanders. I think he'll be all right. Um, you know, moving forward, even though he didn't have a big fantasy day. Uh, other guys, you know, obviously we said guys. Um, LaShawn McCoy, he had 10.3 fantasy points. Uh, he had a, what do you have? Do you have more snaps than uh, Damian Williams? I would say he did, right? He had 10 carries, uh, no, 81 Damian yards. Had more, more, uh, uh, McCoy had 11 touches for 93 yards. Williams had 19 touches for 65 Damian yards. Williams That's still the guy, yeah. Yeah, I figured Damian Williams. It's going to be more of a timeshare. And this is what I was saying last week to all those people just totally discounting McCoy going to Kansas City. Yeah, you can't. (laughs) You know what? If you don't think he can get up for playing with this great offense and and a chance to go to the Super Bowl again, I think you're just looking at it the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, you go from, like we said, really bad offense or a more stagnant offense, which Buffalo looked horrible until the second half. Um, and about Arizona? <laughs> what's that looked horrible for three Arizona looked horrible for three quarters. I was like, Oh my God, this is going to be a total boss. I was over. And then Kyle three. Murray, there you go. And, and Kyle Murray also, comes back. They go through the no huddle offense and Kyle Murray is wheeling and dealing. You know, if I'm, if I'm that coach going forward, I don't think I ever go in a huddle again. Yeah. Keep the defense on the field. Don't let them make changes. Keep running plays. Keep running plays as much as you can, and just keep running. You know, running the offense that way. Look, this is a team. Here's one of the things I loved. They uh, they had pass plays with four wide receivers on the field, forty times, forty five times in week one. The rest of the NFL had four wide receivers on the field at the same time, thirty five times total. Wow. So that just shows you how, how much they're running yeah. that four wide receiver set, and they're going to continue to do it. Uh, I was definitely wrong on Michael Crabtree. I couldn't believe he was a healthy scratch, and you know they got these guys involved. Keyshawn uh, Johnson was heavily involved. Demir Bird was heavily involved. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how that moves forward. Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously it was a great game for David Johnson as well, who ended up as RB five in PPR, twenty five point seven fantasy points. So you're happy if you're a David Johnson owner. Um, and Ky- what's that? Told you guys to draft him. Yeah, hey, yeah, I mean, listen. I'm just touches it sound like everybody else on Twitter. Today, <laughs> that's all. Um, Dalvin Cook was RB four at 26 we fantasy points. Too. We all love Dalvin Cook. Yeah, we, you know, we've been but saying. But see, it. we were talking all preseason about how much they wanted to run. And oh man, my God, did they run? Went forward. <laughs> Sell Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs now uh, because they didn't throw at all. Uh, Thielen still know, had a good game. Definitely be tough. Thielen, even with ten passes being thrown by Kirk Cousins, and obviously that's that, but that's just the game plan working to perfection for the Vikings. Okay, uh, the Falcons couldn't score at all until the end of the game. Um, Cook ran like an animal. Alexander Madison, when he got his touches, ran like an animal. They they just looked like a great. Tandem right now, those two. Uh, and the Falcons couldn't stop it. Uh, Adam Thielen had three catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown. So he still had a decent game, pretty good game in fantasy. It's just that the targets weren't there. But I think if, you know, it's, it's a different game where, uh, you know, let's say the Falcons are scoring with them or 
they're not being able to run that well, which was absurdly well. They ran extremely well with both their running backs. That's not going to happen all the time. So then they're going to have to throw. I mean, they're not going to throw 10 passes every game. I wouldn't overreact to that either. So regression to the mean, you know, Cousins will probably throw more like 25 passes in a game on the norm. Uh, 10 is nothing. I mean, that's insane. They just ran down their throats. (laughs) 21 carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns for Dalvin Cook. Monster game. Uh, Derrick Henry, who got a lot of it from that one catch that he took for 75 yards, which the Cleveland Browns defenders, I'm like, what are you guys doing? He's so slow. Catch him. Catch him. Somebody catch him. I'm screaming at the screen. Catch this guy. He's not that fast. And they couldn't catch him. He gets a 75-yard touchdown reception. Did you see that touchdown by Vernon Davis? Oh, the hurdle? Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, that was nice, wasn't it? He might <laughs> be the tight end about, to own oh, that. Look, it's 4-4 speed. I'm telling you guys, that was no way near 4-4 speed. <laughs> um, he might have had that when he was a lot younger. Yeah. But that was definitely not 4-4 speed on display yesterday, as the announcer was saying that. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> no. He's having a hard time just running that extra 30 yards. <laughs> seriously, seriously. But uh, the hurdle was nice. Derrick Henry... Third running back, 28.9. Austin Eckler, 39.4 points. I wouldn't expect that too much, but that's the capability of an Austin Eckler. We've been saying it. He's the guy, uh, just talented all around, pass catcher, dynamic playmaker. Now, McCaffrey led the league. What, what he's realizing, though, is because he played so well, does this force Gordon to come back quicker? And if he does, how much of a hit does Eckler take then? Um, I, you know, I, I as know. much as I liked Eckler, he looked good yesterday, no doubt about it. But if I'm Gordon, I have to be concerned that, you know, if I don't get back sooner, I may not even get the job back, in which case he's looking at not really getting a big contract next year either. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying it's absolutely going to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if he comes back earlier and jumps back in here. Sooner rather Eckler than later. Right yeah. now might be the perfect sell high. Yes. Candidate. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, after that game, sell high. I mean, he's not doing that probably. Like, I could see him getting 25, 30 points. 39.4, almost 40 fantasy points for Eckler is a ton. But I do want to make a shout-out before we reach the end of the program here. Uh, the tight ends, obviously, Evan Ingram led all tight ends with 28.6 fantasy points. I said Christian McCaffrey led all running backs. He had 42.6 or something like that. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, tight end number two, Jim Day. 25.1 fantasy points in a PPR. Just looked like the monster that he is. Uh, rookie tight end doing that week one. Six catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown. So kudos for that. Uh, Mark Andrews, who was my guy, uh, steal in this year's draft, I think. Eight catches, eight, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Any final words, George Kurtz? Well, for those who need points tonight, let's hope you get them. Yeah, Monday Night Football tonight, Texans, Saints. Uh, Raiders, Broncos, start your studs. We'll see you next time. Fantasy Football Frenzy, Jim Day, George Kurtz. (laughs) 15 points, I'll take it.